Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, Big Bad being Little. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yes. Thank you, Ben. It is good yeah. to be here. Yes. <laughs> hey, our special guest this week, he's played over 200 games across the NRL and the Super League in his 15-year professional rugby league career. He was a trailblazer for Indigenous athletes in the NRL. Our guest is one of the best outside backs of his generation, getting him to score some representative jerseys with the Queensland Australia for many years. He was one of my favourite players as well. Tonight, our special guest on the Spirit of Sport is former NRL player Willie Tonga. Willie, thanks for joining us, brother. Timmy, how are you, brother? Oh, so good, mate. So good to hear your voice. How are you? Tell us, firstly, tell us where you are. You're, you're over in Melbourne, are you? I'm down in Melbourne, yeah, for the Indigenous round. Um, I work for Derby Choices, and we've got a partnership with the Melbourne Storm, so just come down for the for a few days and, and watch them run around. What, can you tell us a bit about Derby Choices. What, what do you do there? Yeah, so we're an um, Indigenous um, health promotions organization um yeah. so our, our role is to to get out into the um, indigenous community and just promote healthy living healthy lifestyle and just trying to encourage uh, our people to to make better choices and you're definitely making some good choices. choices talk about health mate your your physique at the moment one i think it's better when you're playing <laughs> two i think it's better than 99 percent of the people in the planet uh what did how on earth are you looking so fit I, I enjoy training, Timmy. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, and I think I, I'm i training harder now and um, than, I, than I did when I was playing. But um, I, I find just it helps me um, with my mental health as well. Um, yeah. That was the, sort of the biggest thing that I I realised when I, when I retired. I, I stopped training for about six months and, um, yeah, I was really struggling. And then... I found that after I started training again, I I felt a lot better. Yeah, well, mate, you you always you always train hard. You, always, you never had you always had a good work ethic. But yeah, I know what you mean about enjoying training when you retire because it's it's something nice about being able to go to the gym and do what you want to do rather than getting told what to do, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, like yeah. sometimes when you're playing, you come in with an injury, and you know there's something that exercises that and you know are going to cause you pain, discomfort, and that you don't like, but because everyone's doing it, you have to do it because. That's what the group's doing. So it's nice to come in on the gym on your own and go, okay, you know what, today if I'm doing this, I'm going to do this. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'm, I don't need to give you tips on how to train because obviously <laughs> you've got it all figured out. Hey, you talked before about the uh, the, the Indigenous um, the week down in Melbourne at the moment. Um, it's just so much excitement going on with this Indigenous round. I, I love I love the build up to it. I love the excitement with it. Um, how have you seen it progress over the years? Like I know we've come a long way to get to where we are now, but what was it like when you first started out and how have you seen it pr- like grow over the years? Yeah, to see where it is now, it's, it's become like leaps and bounds. I remember when I first, um, when I first moved to to Sydney from Sherbrooke uh, as a 17 year old, um, yeah. yeah, there weren't many indigenous players, um, in the league. Uh, and now when you look around the, the NRL, you know, you've got nearly every team's got, um, you know, Indigenous players. And just to see where they've grown from 2010 with the All-Stars to where it is now, it's um, 
yeah, it's awesome. No, sorry, not only do they have Indigenous players, their best players are usually the Indigenous ones as well. It's not just standard players on the team. They're always the guns. Um, yeah, but, oh, look, I, and just, yeah, just, on, just on, on that, you know, when I was coming through, you know, like, um, you know, I got to, you know, I was fortunate enough to play um, alongside some of the best that you, as you as you mentioned, yeah. you know, JT and Greggy Inglis, Justin Hodges, um, you know, Sammy Thido, like, you know, there was about four or five um, in the in the Australian team. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Hey, um, you talked about Sherberg just earlier. Um, you know, I, I used to be a teammate of uh, a fellow Sherbergian. Uh, what do what do they call him? Sher- people from Sherberg. <laughs> Sherbergian, or I'm just gonna, I want to go with that anyway. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think you're right. Uh, Chrissy Sandow, one of yeah, one of one of uh, the rising stars of our age group when we were younger, uh, mate, and one and one of my favourite humans as well. He's such a good guy, but he's from Sherberg as well. What what was it like growing up there? Like I, I know I heard his stories of, of what it was like in the mission, but um, is it, from insight from you, can you tell me what it was like growing up in an area like that? Uh, yeah. I, Sort of hard to hard to describe. I mean, you know, growing up, like it was just normal, yeah. um, you know, to me. But um, yeah, when I I get the opportunity to take people back to Sherberg, you know, it's that's a real eye opener. Um, and um, you know, there's there's still a lot of um, things that we need to um, to overcome. You know, to um, we're not where we want to be um, yeah. within um, a lot of those indigenous communities, but um, yeah, we're getting there. Do you, look, just sorry, I know it's probably a bit deep for a sports show, but just out of curiosity, what are what are some steps that can be taken to get to to get? Well, no, not straight away where it needs to be, but to get closer to where it needs to be. Where it needs to be. Um, yeah, that 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 is a tough one, Timmy. It's um, yeah, yeah, it's it's probably. Um, yeah, it's a hard one to just try and pinpoint um, where to start with that. Because, um, yeah, yeah, we can go, we can dive deep into it, but I, I wouldn't even know um, where to begin with that one. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll save that chat for another day. Let's let's keep going back to uh, the start. You talked about your career and the players you play with, but you debuted in two thousand and two, and you know that was the same kind of time as you know Greg Bird and and Jonathan Thurston were coming through um, at that time. What was it like for you debuting? Like we spoke about coming from Sherberg and you know a small town mentality to come into the big smoke of Sydney and then debuting in, in the top grade. What did that feel like? Oh, it's yeah, it's like when, when people say you know it's a really you know, growing up in a small community. Like there wasn't many opportunities. Um, you know, to we didn't feel like there was opportunities to. For us to um, to make it, um, you know, I I came down by myself as a, as a seventeen year old, and um, you know it was tough. I had to leave my family. Um, I lived in Mount Druitt when I first came down, um, just with friends, the family. Um, but yeah, I, I think just having um, you know Dean Witters, Dean Witters was there when I was coming through, um, and you know Dave Solomona, um, yeah. Kylie Lulawai. Yeah. Um, those boys really helped me. I, I, I truly believe that if they, if those boys weren't there at the club, um, I'm not sure if I would have been able to stick it out. 
Yeah, because that's that's part of the game that normally many people talk about. It's that leaving home at his, as a youngster. Um, it sounds glamorous, but the the reality of it is it's a, it's a bit daunting, especially if you're coming from a place that um, isn't a big city or isn't close by. To come from you know a place like that and, and just get thrust into a big city professional rugby league club where everything's kind of a new world, um, it's it's kind of a really big transition. So I've got so much respect for people that did it. Um, do you still? Do you, now that you've had that experience, is that something you can kind of speak to young athletes about now that are doing that same journey? Yeah, yeah. I I, I get the opportunity to, to speak to the younger followers now that are coming through and um, talk about my experiences and what I had to overcome um, when I did move from, um, you know, a small country town of, what, 1,200 people to a big city, Um and now, you know, we're seeing a lot more um, support within the NRL clubs around um, how to help these young players, um, you know, navigate their way um, when they do come to these these small, um, from these small communities. Was... Um, we've got Selwyn Cobbo, who's at, at the Broncos now, another um, young Sherbro kid. Is yeah. he? Gee, yeah, you guys, you guys come up with some yeah. good plays, man. He's a gun as well. Yeah, he's um, the sky's the limit for him, and yeah, he was, he's from Sherbrooke, so um, yeah, just a, you know, another young kid coming through, and then it's awesome to see him coming through, and um, you know, I think he'll be playing Origin um, soon, you know, whether it's you know, might not be this year, next year, um, it's um another great role model for these younger kids to look up to. Yeah. What are, you mentioned some of the uh, support networks have really improved around the NFL and NRL and within the clubs. Um, what are some of the things that you've noticed that have, has been really good for the, for that support? Yeah, well, but they're getting, um, you know, older players to come back to the club and yeah. be involved, um, you know, that have grown up in the country. Um, They've got, um, you know, support systems because I think, you know, for there's, there's too many people that just come down and then, um, you know, they, they don't stick it out and they they just head home because it's too tough. But, mm. um, yeah, I think the Broncos, the Broncos do it well. They've got um, older players like, you know, Justin Hodges, Scotty Prince, still involved in the club, um, being able to help those young players come through. And I know you spoke about Dean Withers helping you out, but as, as a youngster coming through, was there any Indigenous players that you looked up to that, you know, kind of motivated you to make it into the top grade? Yeah, Steve Reynolds. Um, ah, the Pearl. So we went, yeah, so we went to the same high school. Um, he's from Mergen, um, which is like five minutes of from course, Of course, another one out that way. Yeah. Another yeah. gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so seeing him, I, I got to meet him when I was... Um, you know, when I was younger, but seeing someone from a small community make it at the top level, um, it, you think, okay, well, he was able to make it from this community, then um, I might be able to. Like, it, it sort of gives you that hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, he, and I, I work with him at Deadly Choices now. So it's, oh, wow. it's sort of come full circle. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it's come full circle. And, um, yeah, it's, all, it's awesome to be able to, um, yeah, to work with him now. That's so cool, man. And, um, 
you, know, you you look at your career. I know Steve Renoff was a hero of yours, but you were a hero of so many as well. Like, even me as a youngster, I was um huge fan of yours growing up. Uh, and then I remember watching you win that grand final in 2004. Uh, well, what was that like winning that game? Because I feel like that team was a special team. Even I know you guys still have a, a you know a bond there, but to win that competition the way you did and have that mentality of bouncing back after 2002, what was that feeling like? Yeah, it's uh, I that was my first year at the Bulldogs. I um, I was at Parramatta. I couldn't get a start, um, you know, because I had Jamie Lyon and Dave Wyalecki uh, yeah, playing yeah. in the centres that were in front of me. And um, at the time, they were both international centres. Yeah. And I, I I couldn't crack it. Um, Nigel Bungana and Willie Talau, who were at the Bulldogs, they they both left and then an opportunity came up. So I went over there not thinking anything. I just wanted to play first grade. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had, you know, Thurston, like Sonny Bill, Gwenny Matua, like we were all the same age coming through. And um, every week, you know, it seemed like there was no expectation because we were so young. They lost. Uh, some big name players, so we we're just going out there, just playing, having fun, and um, yeah, and just we we just kept winning. Did you we know? Just kept winning, and then yeah. Was there something about the team that you you've played in a few teams now, quite a few? Was there something about that specific team that really stood out to you? Uh yeah, without going too much into it, uh, there was an incident that happened at the start of that year, in 2004. Yeah. Um, and after that incident, you know, there were so many things going against us. And um, so I remember we just had a team meeting and said, look, it, um, it's just the players that are in this room, it's just us. It's like, And we thought that it was us against everybody else. Yeah. And... Um, I think that's that's the sort of um, mentality we took um, into every game, and um, so the adversity yeah, kind of like brought you all together as a team, as a unit. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I know you're saying you're a kid in that team, but were you always um, did you always have like leadership ability on, on you? Because I feel like even from an early age, but definitely when you were playing with us at Parramatta. I know you're a senior player at that stage, but you were a real leader of our team. Um, you had that presence about you when you spoke, people listened. And I, I could see that you still definitely have that now. You've got that quiet presence about you, but when you speak, uh, a room sits up and listens. Have you always had that even when you were younger? Oh, as you know, Timmy, like I've never been a big talker. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I feel when I do say something, like I, um, it's something not just... I'm not just saying it for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I I don't know how to answer that one. Like, I, I do feel, um, you know, that the leadership sort of um, role um, came with age. I mean, it's not something that I was looking for, but, um, mm. yeah, just as I got on, like, um, trying to just lead by um, was something that um, I, I tried to do. Yeah, man. It's um, like I said, I've had that much respect for you as a player when I was a young kid, and then when I played alongside you, it was a real thrill to see the way you carried yourself. Uh, I heard a rumor, and this was—I only heard this recently—but was there ever a time in your career, or as a kid, that you thought about rugby union? Uh, 
Yes. Yeah, yeah tell I, us that. Tell us the story. Yeah, I I played both rugby union and rugby league growing up. Um, so my first year when I was 12, played rugby league. Um, and then we ended up moving to Sydney. Um, and I, I wasn't allowed to play rugby league because rugby league was played on a Sunday. Uh, yep. We had to go to church on Sunday. Yep. Um, and so Dad said, "No, we're going to church on Sunday. You can't play. You have to play rugby union." Yeah. Played rugby union, and I fell in love with it. And so, um, from then on, it was like rugby union, rugby league, and I, I was picked. I was getting picked for reps for rugby union, but not rugby league. And I thought that's the path I was going to go down. Um, and then. I started getting like kicked in the rep size and then um, going to like Queensland rep camps. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was, I was like, whoever comes in first. And then um, Crusher Cleal, who was the scout back then at Parramatta, oh, yeah, yeah. he gave me the call and said, yep, would you come down for a trial? Um, went down for a trial and then um, they signed me that day. So, um, I thought it was going to be rugby union, but um, yeah, Crusher came in and intercepted that. Yeah, you you, you touched on there just um, you know going to church on a Sunday. What what kind of impact do you think um, you know your faith had in you growing up um, within that environment? Oh yeah, massive to me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think um, without you know my faith, I. 100% wouldn't have achieved what I did. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, I, without going too far into it, I, I did get caught up um, in other things with rugby league. But, um, yeah, that faith um, with God and, and, you know, still um, with how we were brought up, that, that was always there and it was always strong. Yeah, and it's so... It's so important because you, you know, you you had a roller coaster, and it's every athlete has a journey. Like throughout their journey, every athlete we speak to, we speak to a lot of guys that have recently retired, guys that are you know towards the end of the career, guys that have been retired for a while, and everyone's got a story, mate. Everyone's it's not always roses, and everyone's got this idea of athletes living the dream, getting paid big money, living the whole life. Which there are like there are truths to that, but then there's also that other side of the sport that no one really sees, and it's the emotional downs, the you know when you're in a bad season or when you're you know, off contract, when you're injured, uh, there's always these things that really challenge a player mentally and, and emotions that go through it. How did you, how did you cope, you know, going through those parts of your career? And what was one of the, some of the things that helped you kind of bounce back from those parts? Um, like, are you asking during my career? Yeah, just just during your career, you know, you have those. Yeah, yeah. It could be weeks where you know you're, you're struggling for form, or you're injured, or your team's struggling, and you you know, like I know when I was at Parallels, many years that we struggled as a team. How did like how did you cope with that? You know, the, the emotional downs that you can get as an athlete. Yeah, I think yeah, it was tough to me. Like there was a, a period where um, um, I was injured like every year for five years. Like you know, oh, knee wow. surgery. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've had eight knee surgeries. I've had oh, you know, yeah. three shoulder, like both shoulder reconstructions. Like there was, there was times I just wanted to throw it in, and yeah. um, I, I'd always call back to mum and dad, and then try and get and 
they were always so supportive. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, just when I thought I'd had enough, um, you know, I'd, I'd call my family, um, you know, people that I was close to. And, um, yeah, they, that all, they were always able to, um, you know, comfort me during those tough times. Um, and then, you know, when I, when I retired, I, I thought that, um, yeah, I thought I was the only one that sort of went through it. And I remember having this conversation with you just briefly up in Darwin a few weeks yeah. ago when I saw you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought I was the only one that went through it. But you're right. Every player's got a story. and But just nobody talks about it. And it's cool that, you know, when we do have these conversations, you know, with, you know, ex-players now, um, yeah, we're able to, you know, talk about what we went through and, um sort of sort of connect on, on, on that level. Yeah. You mentioned your parents being such a stable force for you when you're going through those ups and downs. Um, they sound like incredible parents. What what are some of the traits you think you've taken on from your parents? <laughs> uh, yeah, Good and look, bad, um, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, look, yeah, because my dad's, my dad's a minister. Um, cool. And he... He only just retired, um, yeah, retired last year. And, you know, I've, I've had my days where I was sort of a bit wild. Um, but, yeah, he was always, he was always there, you know, trying, you know, guiding me in, in the right direction. Um, and um, like I, I touched on before, you know, just having that faith in God, um, knowing that God's in control of everything. Like that, that always sort of... Um, sort of grounded me and, and helped me through those those tough times. Yeah. Is there anything you do now um, as far as part of your daily routine or anything like that for your mindfulness or or for, um, you know, connecting with God? Yeah. Yeah. I I wake up, um, you know, I'll make sure that I have my devotions, um, you know, pray. I pray the first thing I get up when I wake up, um, say my prayers. Um, I follow um, this little devotional guide that I um, that I go through um, each morning as well, and, and um, um, you know, I try to do it at night as well. I'm not going to lie; I sometimes yep. I, 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 you. I don't do it at night. But <laughs> yeah. I Nights think if I start if I start my days, you know, um, you know, praying to God and then. Um, having my devotions, like it, it just sets me up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, hundred percent. That's so, so good. Yeah, um, that's, I love it. And I've, like that—that's only been recent. Um, if I'm honest, yeah. You know, I—it's only been within the last. Um, I think it was July. That's so there was, cool. Man. There was a moment in July last year, something mm-hmm. sort of kicked me into gear to make sure that I needed to, um, yeah, needed to put God first. And you mentioned your training really helping with your well-being. Um, what are some of the things that it, that it really helped with? Uh, I, yeah, I, I think I mentioned before, like there was two months, I think two or three month period where I'd, I yeah. felt I'd nearly hit rock bottom oh, right. um, after I'd retired and I just didn't train at all. And, um, and then I, I remember... I remember the first day that I did train after like three months off and then just how, um, how much clarity I had, like yeah. how, like, 
it just it just made me feel a lot better, like the endorphins and yeah, um, yeah. I just I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Um, yeah, but I I think everybody that does train will will understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Whereas you just did it since you were a kid, so you never knew any different. But it took you stopping to to realize just that massive positive impact that it did have on you. Hey. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I, I didn't realize that that was um, a big part of my life. Yeah, and um, and that's um, I, I I wouldn't say it was a job because I'd never say that footy is a job. But yeah, um, training every day was um, was my life. But and then you know after feeling so so down and um, yeah, not feeling myself I, I didn't understand why and after that that first training session it just yeah it was like um yeah it's just like i don't know like my eyes my eyes were open up yeah if that makes sense yeah mate um looking i guess we can look back at your career and just in awe of some of the achievements you achieved you know you, you did everything in the game you won premierships you won origin you played for australia and won with australia uh, there, there wasn't really anything else for you to achieve, but now you're, you're in a new stage of life. And w- what's that look like for like you? I know you talked about you're with Deadly Choices now, but what do you see yourself in you know, the next five years? Is there any anything else that you want to achieve, or any um, new challenges that you want to get into? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think that's it, Timmy. Like I've, um, I've, I've found my purpose, and for me, that's. Um, you know, helping my people, um, you know, helping my people in, in just making um, better better choices, making better life choices, um, just however I can, um, yeah, just encourage um, people to, to live better, that's, if that makes sense. That's, um, that's half... Half the battle of when you retire is finding your purpose, finding your why. And I feel like, oh, hundred percent, You sound like you. You sound like you're at ease. You sound like you're comfort. You know what you want to do. You found you. You're what. Why you're here for? Um, Tom, like unfortunately we're out of time. But I just before we go, I just want to say one thank you, obviously for making the time. Yeah. You're, um, you know, you're you're a very discreet man, and you, you kind of you do like going under the radar. But I just really want to talk about your story and just you know how how special it is. Um, I've been pretty fortunate enough, Benny, to um, watch Tong up close and personal. And the guy has this, just this aura, this presence about him. When he walks into a room, every, you know he's there. Um, when he speaks, it, you respect him. Um, some of the stuff he did on the footy field, don't even get me started on that. Like, he did some some craziest things. Like People talk about these kids coming through now, but Tong was doing that 10, 15 years ago when it wasn't even a thing. Um, the, you know, in, a, in and away, brother, in and away, that's still one of the most special things that you can see in the footy field. Tong, honestly, mate, I... I I, I'm a huge fan of yours, um, both as an athlete, but also more more importantly as a person. And I just uh, can't wait to see you continue to thrive in, the, in what you're doing at the moment. And I'll look forward to seeing you again soon, brother. Likewise, Timmy. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, brother. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.